episode 144 of the Rollin' Ramblin' podcast. And a good Friday here. We're into the Easter weekend. Gonna get some family time and good food on Sunday. And I've been scrolling through old episodes just to look at the titles to see what I talked about in some of those situations. Some of those situations, some of those episodes. What situations did I talk about on those episodes is more uh, appropriate for how I want to describe this. I look at things like past Facebook posts when the Facebook memories come up or memories from other social media platforms, things like that. I was checking out Rolling Motivation YouTube channel and all that stuff. I did some updates on my blog plugins and I'm just reflecting again on all the stuff that I've done that's led me to where I am currently. Now, I talk about the whole idea of everything being connected to get you to this point, everything you went through sort of connected me to this point, it does that for you. And I've, I've changed my view on the whole what doesn't kill you makes you stronger because I think I mentioned this in the last episode that not everything needs to happen. Just, just things, things happen in certain ways that don't need to happen. And anyway, moving on from there. I got frustrated with my application for disability benefits because I I currently work and I I I get a bit of money from the government um, because I'm disabled they cover some of my medical and all that kind of stuff and I'm grateful for that I want to work on my own I want to work and create something for myself and I looked at what does that actually mean for me because if you look at everything that I've gone through and done in the past it just hasn't worked out monetarily and then you think about well where does that want to make your own money come from. And some of it is the societal and just what you grew up with, the provider, the want, the stuff. There's a big shift nowadays on that happiness should be the North Star. And I do agree with that, that whatever you're doing for work, you should enjoy the things that you have in lifetimes with friends and family you should enjoy and for the first time and I don't know how long and I really credit this to the meditation Alexa how long ago was January 6th
January 6th was three months, one week, and one day ago. Alexa, how many days ago was January 6th? January 6th was 98 days ago. 98 days. I've been meditating for 10 minutes or more. And that's really helping me sort of deal with a lot of things. I talked about that before on the podcast. And one of the things I came to a conclusion about is happiness is the goal. But you have to have some sort of form of economic success in order to create happiness to that level. If your bills aren't paid... And you know where your next meal is coming from. It doesn't matter how focused you are in the present moment. You're going to have issues being happy. And the other thing about a lot of these goal-setting gurus and everybody online nowadays and all that stuff. And me, even in the past... To some degree, I've always tried to give tangible, realistic advice based on my own experience. Still try to do that here on the podcast. And maybe I've failed at it to the degree that I'm going to talk about. But I just find sometimes that these big gurus, they give you the steps to talk about stuff and to work through things. But they don't necessarily tell you how. They tell you some story about all these different things that they've got going on and where they came from and blah, 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 blah. And then and then you're supposed to sort of figure it out yourself. And I was having this conversation with somebody else that if you go to a Tony Robbins event or, or some sort of motivational speaker type event, it's very easy to stay pumped and focused and fired up and believe in yourself at those events, and then once you leave, like, what do you do the, you know, I always use the example, like, the Thursday after, when, you know, your phone's ringing off the hook and all that stuff, what do you do then? Well, that's the repetition part of things. That's why there's a lot of, like, I call them CDs and tapes, because I've been listening to a lot of Zig Ziglar, and it's old school stuff, but there's a lot of programs that you can buy out there that are modular that you can just listen to over and over and over again because you need that repetition you need to get into a position where you're doing this stuff yourself because you can't keep going to seminars you can't keep doing all that stuff and i wondered why at this stage of my life Genuine curiosity and excitement for the future is finally happening. Well, there's a couple of pieces to that. Number one, years ago I had high blood pressure, and that scared the crap out of me. And then I got on blood pressure pills. Then a couple years after that I got my CPAP machine. And I got sleeping sorted out to a big degree. And then after that, I was never really... I didn't really make any more sort of physical adjustments or... advancements and then got the staff staff infection gained a bunch of weight during the pandemic now down to around where I was before you know and I've still got a goal for more weight loss coming up and 
And I know how to do all that stuff because I've done it. And I'm asking you directly, even though I'm not going to hear a response directly. I just wonder what it takes for some people to stick to something. Like I even think about this in terms of, you know, my weight loss journey specifically. There's plenty of crash diets out there, intermittent fasting, keto, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, there's just as many stories of people you know, losing the weight really fast and then putting it back on once they go off the diet. Same with making a bunch of money fast. They lose it plus more kind of thing. And it really got me to thinking... I understand why some people get addicted to the self-help game because it's it can be invigorating and you can talk about your goals and then you can preach about self-awareness and all that stuff. But sometimes it stops there for a lot of people. Just the idea of now I I know what what I am about or Oh, I know what my triggers are, or I know why I do certain things, and then they don't move forward anymore. And I've been guilty of that in the past as well, and maybe, uh, you know, I'm seeing myself with rose-colored glasses to a degree. But it dawned on me on why more people don't look at the things that they discover when they, like, do those initial self-help seminars or they read a book and have a revelation or they meditate for a period of time and stuff starts coming up. And this is my theory. The reason people don't go any further sometimes is because doing the actual work and going through all the stuff and facing the things that you want to fix and that the quote-unquote errors, I don't like to label anything that anyone's ever done wrong, by my opinion. I mean, you can make that choice for yourself. Don't beat yourself up on it. But, I mean, if there's things you want to improve and behaviors you want to change and core habits and all of that kind of fun stuff, you can do that. But it takes work, and it can be uncomfortable, and it's hard to face that. And then it's also hard to know how to get help through that. And I don't think the self-improvement, self-help industry does enough to tell you how to do that stuff or or to set expectation that that's going to happen and that's okay because if it's not flashy and exciting and easy, you know, change a habit in 21 days or 90 days or 214 days or whatever stupid number they pick and you do these things and you're guaranteed to have success and blah, 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 blah. There's no There's no marketing and, hey, this is going to take some work and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and you're going to screw things up and you're going to go back and forth and you're going to have the same conversations over and over again and people are going to get pissed off at you. Like, they wouldn't sell any books, wouldn't sell any courses, wouldn't have a million hits on YouTube. But it's what you need to do. Like, I'll forever be grateful for those events that I went to, seeing seeing Tony Robbins live that one time and then also on, on the virtual event. I'm grateful for that. 
and I've done it a few times where I pulled the book out of my drawer here and I've done some Tony Robbins stuff where I've listened to his audio that's now sitting on Spotify that's a bit older, you know. But I at least can condition myself to to do the work if I want to figure things out. And it's not that people don't have the capacity to do all that stuff. And it's not that people are unable to push through fear and uncomfortable conversations and deal with all that stuff. It's just that it's not a habit for them to do that. It's it's a habit for them to continue on with their current behavior or whatever. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, but in order for you to have the will to go through all the stuff that I've gone through, it kind of has to be default in nature to a degree. And how does it become default? Well, you just keep doing it and doing it and seeing results and then repeating and all that. But nobody comes along and encourages people very often. And I hope I do that for people more often than not. Because we definitely know there are a ton of people out there that are ready and willing to offer you reasons why you can't do something. Or what's going on in the news. Or why this or this isn't po- this or that isn't possible. And then you go online and you see people that have done the complete opposite. And then your skepticism comes in because it's hard to believe that they could be from where you are and then make something happen for themselves to be an uber success. And then the excuse comes in that, well, that was before and now things are way different, so it's hard. And I get those types of thoughts. But here's another one to throw at you. And it isn't just guru-type stuff where it's like, oh, you know, if you just think positive and you set your goals and you do all that stuff, everything's going to work out great. I'll use myself as an example. The fact that I am where I am work-wise and life-wise and all that stuff now, I'm happy. I'm not concerned about the money. I'm not concerned how it measures up with other people in comparison to different things. And as much as I wanted to talk about that before and say that that's how I've always felt, there's been insecure times when I'm, I feel like I need to provide and I need to do all these things and I need to do all these projects. And it was for validation to a big degree, but it was also because the things that I had in my mind that were important, that were conditioned into my mind from society made me want that stuff. And then through meditation and through some other things, I just decided to change the way I saw myself. Now that's something that you need to think about. How do you see yourself? And if you want to change a behavior... It's not just about recognizing the behavior. It's about changing how you view yourself so that behavior essentially disappears. 
here's an example. For a long time, I thought, oh, I think too much and talk too much. And I might be annoying to some people. And that's, of course, true. But if I go around thinking that about myself, then I'm going to find all the people that are going to think that about me. And not only that, I'm going to think that people think that about me even if they don't. If you think you can't get in shape, if you think you can't eat better, if you think you can't have better relationships, you know, have the whole Henry Ford quote that I don't need to repeat. Right? Think you can, think you can't. You're right. So I did repeat it anyway. And then you got all these videos. I shared one to my Rolling Motivation Facebook page. You know, it was Jim Carrey talking about how he wrote himself the $10 million check dated at Thanksgiving 1995 and then he did Dumb and Dumber for $10 and those types of things and then there's talk about you know what you think about you bring about and all that and they went through you know Conor McGregor and Denzel Washington and you know thoughts become things and all the Napoleon Hill secret type law of attraction stuff we know that that exists you know when you're in a bad mood you're going to attract angry things and you know that stuff, but this isn't just simply about thought. This is about seeing yourself completely different. And then what happens when you start to see yourself different in your mind, you start talking to yourself differently. And when you start talking to yourself differently, you, you reinforce the seeing yourself differently. And then all of a sudden, the core behind whatever thing you're trying to change starts to happen. So for me, I've been wanting to lose more weight. And Frank Greg Turner would actually have to say, well, you need to release weight because uh, if you're losing weight, that implies that you want to find it again. But let's just use the term releasing weight for fun. I didn't want to go on a crash diet and then just go back to whatever I was doing before. I still don't eat 100% great. But I eat better than I did before, and I'm exercising more, and I'm more aware of what I'm eating. I'm making a lifestyle change for me in the diet department to, to make the change long-lasting and permanent. The results are slower because of that. But they're changing how I act as a person. Same with exercise. There's no heavy weights anymore. There's minimal exercise on a fairly regular basis. And that seems to be helping with things and taking care of my shoulders and all that kind of stuff. And then you look at work and productivity and projects and you start to, I start to understand that if I think of myself as a slow reader, I'm going to be a slow reader. If I think about myself as a fast reader, it doesn't mean that I'm automatically going to gonna pick things up but if I if I see myself as a distracted person that doesn't get to read very much and doesn't retain very much I'm gonna attract that into my life and in my experience I've had a lot of good things happen when I've thought about things and set goals and it definitely a lot of stuff that I've set goals or, or wanted to quote-unquote attract into my life has taken longer than I set the goal for, which is kind of based on my expectation, right? But 
the point is, when you set out the intention to see yourself differently, so to see yourself, instead of seeing myself as annoying, I now see myself as somebody that just talks and shares information and likes to talk to people and likes to engage and likes to be social. It's the same thing. I'm still talking a bunch. I just see myself differently. Now what's happening is I'm getting more engaged in conversation and I'm engaged with people that seem to want to talk to me and want to listen to what I have to say. Not to you guys because you're forced to because it's a one-way conversation until you pick up this podcast and start listening to it, but you're making the choice, right? And then the the weight releasing is me just making better food choices throughout the day and continuously making those changes, understanding that I'm changing the way that my brain works in relation to diet. Same with sleep. After I got, you know, the sleep apnea thing sorted out and got the CPAP machine, I still wasn't sleeping enough. I didn't seem to care. I didn't like to get in bed at night, and I don't like to get up in the morning still. So I changed that. I I see myself as somebody that goes to bed at a decent hour, even on weekends now. And somebody that joyfully gets up in the morning. That part doesn't always work, but once I'm up and sort of more awake, it still takes me longer than I would like it to. I don't pop out of bed like a morning person. I don't know if I ever will, but I saw my morning routine go differently, and it started to. So it doesn't just start with affirmation. It doesn't just start with goals. I think you have to actually map out that vision of the things you want to change. And don't try and change a bunch of things all at once because you'll just get overwhelmed and go back to habits. But I just, for some reason, the picture in my mind, for me, seems to be the guiding force that starts everything. And I noticed with the last podcast episode, it was a little bit long. So we didn't get as many listens and views right off the bat. So I'm going to cut it off right here. And, uh, and I hope that this has given you a little bit more insight and how to make small changes or big changes or anything like that. And one other thing I'll close with is we don't know how long something is going to take to change. Yes, you can be like Tony Robbins and change it fairly fairly instantly once you make a decision, but don't forget that oftentimes if you've had a thought or a process or a way of doing things for a long period of time, it's going to take more than a few days to fix that. So it's going to come back up and then you're going to have to notice it, finish it, have those conversations, all that stuff. It's going to keep sort of waffling back and forth. And that's the time when people typically beat themselves up, right? And then you're beating yourself up, then you're putting a negative spin on whatever you're trying to change. So be kind to yourself. Give yourself some room to make error and be okay with it. And then see yourself as a holistic picture. See yourself with that new behavior or or that new result that you want. I don't know if it's going to work for you. I have my own experience. But try it out for yourself. Maybe you'll find a different model and then it'll work good for you. I don't know. But just try it out. Let me know what you think. Episode 144 of the Rolling Rambling Podcast with Steve Bertrand.
Thanks again for listening. Peace.